You, I mean, yours was still out of sync last episode. Just yes, so you know. I know. And that's real fun sitting there, you know, <laughs> nudging the audio track back I, listen, and forth it's, while trying it's, to it's read a work your in progress, lips. And I, I will figure yeah. it out because it's yeah. it, like it annoys me just as much as it annoys you. I, yeah. I would prefer it just to be perfect every time. And it will be perfect every time. Just not yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will I will adjust it by one millisecond every podcast that we record and eventually in right around around episode 60 it'll be yeah like that well that would be nice yeah that's how long so, it's so you better take. get used uh, to it oh yeah <laughs> that's when the show will really um, hit its stride too once you get in sync yeah I mean, <laughs> that's what i think i yeah. think that'll be the the golden age of the podcast really yeah it is anyway. Uh, you're you're listening to episode three of Here's My Question for You, and uh, if you're if you're just listening and not watching, and you hear a strange voice, it's because we finally have. I shouldn't say finally; it's only episode three, but we're excited to have our first guest in the form of Dustin. What's up? Yeah, I take, I take and, offense. Uh, I, I take offense to yeah. being told I have a strange voice. Well, just uh, you know, not part of the usual uh, a cast. A stranger's voice. Yeah. And I mean, you, if you choose to, you can you know tell the folks at home uh, who you are, or if you want to just be mysterioso about it. Oh, that's sure. Cool too. No, I I will never pass up an opportunity for self promotion. Yeah, I'm Dustin. Um, I have a YouTube channel uh, that is just called Dustin Kramer, but you can probably find me a lot easier uh, if you look up the name of my flagship show. It's called From Camera to Console where I talk about uh, movie tie-in games. Usually delve into the history of a movie, um, depending on what the game is and what the game actually is a tie-in to. I'll, I might go into a few movies, um, and then the second half of the episode is talking about the game that was inspired by or tied into that particular movie. That's awesome. Have you, uh, by any chance, covered uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for the NES yet? <laughs> I have not. I have a master list of all of the uh, movie tie-in games that I can find, and I've got some like prioritized over others. But I would say it's probably mid-list right now. It's in there. All right. I'm just I'm throwing it out there because I was I was impressed by that. It's a pretty good game. Is it okay? All right. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I was I was when I played it, I was surprised because you know I have you know preconceived notions about. Uh, you know, movie licensed games. And so whenever one of them is good, it's more like a, a pleasant surprise. Sure. That was actually kind of the impetus for the, the whole show is that, you know, there's movie tie-in games have bad reputation, generally speaking. And uh, I think that there's yeah. value in trying to find the, uh, the diamonds in the rough, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah, I'll bump that up. I'm, I'm happy to, to get a recommendation like that. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. All right. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, nice. I mean, just, I mean, the, the, the movie, is uh, I, oh, seen I used a, to love the movie. Yeah, I mean, does does the game have a a version of the Brian Adams song? Everything <laughs> I do, I do it for you. Uh, not not that I saw, which is fine. I hate that. Uh, I hate that song. I'm not not a <laughs> Brian Adams fan at all. So, but the the game fo you know follows the uh, the plot of the movie and everything. And, yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty good game. So I understand, Corey, you you got Dustin up to speed on the sort of the format of the show or rather yeah, well, the he, lack of I, format. I showed him some of uh, the video of episode one, episode oh, nice. zero one. Yeah. And it's too bad. I wish I had uploaded episode two because it ended up being a really good one, I thought. So. Did it? Did it? Yeah, I, I liked it. I like your whole story about, uh, you know, the, the pawn shop and the wiggle room. Like I thought just, <laughs> especially because like that's, that's exactly where the show starts. 
you know, is right on that. I don't know. I just thought I was like, man, I was, you know, as I was editing it, it's like, man, this is a pretty good show. Like that's 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 the cold open. So it's talking, yeah, the yeah, the cold the open. It, yeah, is you just saying, tell me if this sounds stupid or something like that? I don't know. I just thought it was like if that doesn't hook them. <laughs> I don't know what's going to hook them. I, I can't. I can't. Um, man, I've had so many conversations with Corey that started with him saying, tell me if this sounds stupid. <laughs> Yeah, that really actually says a lot about Corey. If you think it's kind of his catchphrase in his or his confidence level. Yeah, you know, like you know, like the fact that it's the fact that it's coming out of your mouth, you know, famous Corey. Like by default, it can't be stupid, you know. So like, (laughs) there you go. Um, Hey, so I got I got kind of maybe this is a quick one. I don't really know. Like I know it's it's music again, so whatever. But. it's just this popped into my head the other day. No, yesterday. So yesterday I was uh, I was washing one of my you know one of our cars, uh, at, you know one of those pay and spray you know places. I don't know. Maybe you guys have a different. Do you nickname you just pay and you get like over the big, there like the long barreled hose and it has yeah. different levels to yeah. it? Yeah. Well, there's that. There's like the brush, you know that that like spits out like all the soap, soap. and it, yeah, yeah, and it smells yeah. super good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, but you know, they, they, the, the one I go to, they have like music that plays over some PA speakers while you're, you know, it's, I mean, it's a pretty cool place, but anyway, so I'm there and I'm, you know, doing whatever and cleaning the car and, uh, a Tom Petty song, uh, comes on, right. Cause it's, they're just, it's one of the local radio stations that they have, you know, piping over the, the speakers there, which I'm not even sure if that's legal, but, but anyway, so this Tom Petty song comes on and it, it reminded me of like this thought I'd had a while back. And I thought, I don't know if this is a good conversation topic or not, but like Tom Petty is a guy where like for pretty much my whole life, I always just thought like Tom Petty's like fine, you know, like mm-hmm. Tom Petty music. It's fine. You know, if it comes on the radio, if I'm in the mood, I'll, I'll listen to it. If I'm not in the mood, I'll change the channel. But, you know, aside from like, you know, Mary Jane's last dance that came out when I was in high school. So right. I was kind of like that one a little bit more. Like I only ever owned one Tom Petty Pro- album. Probably greatest hits. You know. No, it was like oddly enough, it was Wildflowers. Okay, and that's came the one up. with uh, the, you don't know how it feels on it, right? Yeah. Okay. And I don't even know why I, bought, I was in like high school. Yeah, and I, mean, I just that was couldn't. Like, that was I the couldn't album relate that came to out that. after Mary Jane's Last Dance hit because I I feel like Mary Lay's, Mary Jane's Last Dance was an out or like that song like hit like another yeah. generation. Like oh, hit. absolutely, yes, yes. Like, yeah, people our age, yeah, yeah, maybe you know we're not quite old enough to be in like the Tom Petty wheelhouse, but, but anyway. So my point is just like, for my whole life, I was just like, you know, Tom Petty was. I never had a problem with it. It was just sort of like almost a take it or leave it kind of situation, you know, outside of Mary Jane's Last Dance. And then I don't know what it is, but ever since he passed away, I have like a like now. Anytime a Tom Petty song comes on the radio, I listen to it and it, and it makes me like, I'm saddened that he died. I don't really mm-hmm. know. It's like something about the fact that he passed away finally got me to really appreciate, you know, at, at a higher level, like all of his work, you know? Yeah, I, I can understand that. And did you ever watch the, uh, there's like a, like a four hour documentary on him that I, I've, I've never watched not, it, but I've heard a lot of really good things about it. No, I have not. I, I was going to say I've never watched a four-hour documentary, but I did watch one. But uh, the conversa- that the topic of it would be a real downer for the show, so I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> but imagine that, though. I mean, like he has done so much stuff that you could make a four-hour documentary on him. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's my fault for not appreciating him while he was around, but it's just like, he's like kind of the only example of somebody that I can really think of where it's like, Oh, after they passed away, I became, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I don't, and I don't know if it's related. It does. Like you mentioned his, his reach does feel, you know, multi-generational and, you know, all the stuff he did, not just with heartbreakers, but like traveling Wolverines and stuff like that. I think, uh, yeah, like even, you know, I'm I'm probably about 10 years, almost 10 years younger than you guys. And even I was listening to Tom Petty in high school. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that his legacy probably can't be understated. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. he, and he died well before his time. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a whole that was a weird situation, too, because he didn't he get real sick and they thought he was. Like they, they announced that he had died or something like that. And then, uh, they had to retract that. And then he actually died the next day or something. And people were, you know, people were quoting that song. I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell and I won't back down after they had come back and said, Oh no, he's actually not dead. It's like, you can't kill Tom (laughs) Petty. But, and then he died, unfortunately. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, there was a, there was some weirdness surrounding, um, his death uh, those couple days. I mean, yeah. And when when he died, you know, did and Prince died like pretty soon after he died. It seems like. I mean, I can't. Like uh, Dustin, to, to clear things up, to the, I guess just put this out there: we are not afraid of being wrong in this on this podcast, and we do not look up. Right, it's a, information it's a rule. You're, that oh, we you're can not easily be like debunked, like yeah. like during the show. I thought Prince died before Tom Petty. Am I am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't. I you know what? I remember it being the other way around. But I'm you know, the, yeah. it's just it's just crazy that both of these like legends kind of died around the same around the same time, really. Yeah. But uh, well, I don't. I mean, I, I hate to admit this, but I'll say. I mean, I feel the same way about Prince that I feel about that I felt about Tom Petty. Like I'm not. I don't deny that you know Prince is a genius or whatever. You know, as a songwriter and a guitar player and everything else, but like. If a print song comes on the radio, I'm like, yeah, I might, I might listen to that. I might, I might not listen to that. I don't really know. But like when he passed away, I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Prince passed away. But, but I still don't, I don't know. There's something about Tom Petty. I don't know. I don't really get it. Uh, And Dustin, just, just to make you understand the gravity of the, we don't look things up and we're not afraid to be wrong and blah, blah, blah. A couple of episodes ago. Uh, I got Julie Andrews and Sandy Duncan confused. <laughs> you can imagine how mortifying that is. When I figured out I did that, oh my God. Oh my like, goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's super embarrassing. It's, I mean, we, we, it's more fun to speculate on things that you could be wrong about instead of just like, hey, I know the answer. Like, you ever, you ever notice that? Because when you pull out your phone and you're like, let's, let's find out, like in the moment. And then you've like opened the floodgates to like looking at your phone way too much for the rest of the evening. Once that, <laughs> I, yeah, like once you pull it out the first time, yeah, it's like, well, now I guess we're doing that. Yeah. So, I but I mean the thing is, you wouldn't have to do that, but you know the problem is, is when you get the one person who still thinks that we live in a world where we don't have access to information in our pocket and just wants to like dig in their heels. And insist that they're right about something that they're clearly wrong about. How can you not want to pull your phone out? Just so like, here, can I just show you you're wrong so that we can like move past but this? But even then, please. You know, like, they'll think yeah. that it's. No, I. Yeah. You're just, you know, misinformation. 
Yeah. <laughs> so was your question maybe that do we have an artist that we didn't appreciate until after they died? Yeah, that's what, that's where I was going with it. It doesn't have to even be a musician. Just like, is there anybody where like an actor or an athlete or just whatever? Oh, where? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Chris, we'll go your, back your, to it. Your video is all jacked up again. You got the scan. Yes, you got the vertical scan lines going again. Yes, I know. Uh, last time it <laughs> fixed itself. There you go. See, it fixed itself. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Is there anybody where you're like? You know, I wish I had appreciated that person when they were like around to appreciate. Um, I mean, I I feel like Petty's like is a definite example of that. Although, I mean, like anything like post Wallflower, I don't don't even recall like hit like hearing. I mean, I don't think that he had like a a hit that. Yeah. Wildflowers. Wildflowers. Not, yeah. Wildflower. Yeah. I'm thinking of the, uh, what's his You're face? You're thinking of Bob Dylan's kid. Bob, Bob Dylan's kid. Yeah. Jacob, Jacob with a K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. That really, that, that really annoyed me because like, I, I hate it when artists cover a song by like a really famous song by another really famous artist and they don't even really do anything with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, like when Johnny Cash did his cover of like hurt right. from nine inch nails. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's still the same song, but it's like a completely different song. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. And it, but it, like when the wallflowers did, you know, the, the Bowie song heroes, it's like, mm-hmm. you, you, you did the exact same song. Like what? And then, it, and then it ended up being a hit, which is even more annoying. That's true. Like, we'll just go, but just go def- listen to the Bowie song. Then in their defense, they also, covered uh the bg's i started a joke and it's totally different and totally great yeah. so right, maybe i'll maybe <laughs> i'll check has it out been restored <laughs> yeah was it was was wallflowers heroes was that in the uh in the in godzilla like the u.s godzilla um, movie it was on i mean i i haven't seen the movie so i don't know if it was in the movie but i believe it was on the soundtrack yeah i don't think it was in the movie either all right and i, uh, I, said, I just, doesn't uh, have matthew broderick in it yeah, yeah sure and, and John Renault is in it. Who? That's right. The Leon, the professional. You ever seen the professional? Natalie no. Portman. But I know. Okay, then I know who you're talking about, though. I haven't seen it, but I can. Well, I can like never, visualize played, the, uh, the box Ani of Animusha the... Three Demon Siege. <laughs> I've never played any of the Animusha games. <laughs> well, he's he's in. He sure is. <laughs> Animusha Three Demon Siege. Oh, Siege! I thought you said Demon Seed. And yeah. I was, my brain went in a whole different direction. No, you, you get like the, uh, like the past and the present are getting sieged by, by demons oh. and that sounds, I mean, I think uh, I never, serious. I have it, but I've never really played it. I think there's like time, yeah. t- time travel in that game. Yeah. Like you have to, I can't remember who you're playing. I think you're back playing Samonosuke from the first yeah. one. Um, cause you played as, uh, Yag- Yagyujube maybe in the second one. Is yeah. That right? And then they, they he's. They forgot about him. I think after that point. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I like Onimusha too. Yeah, is that was that yeah. Samurai's Destiny? Mm, yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of musicians that that died. Well, first of all, they don't have to be musicians, and they don't even really have to be. They like, could like, be like, like artists, you know, like any kind of, or like you know, think of. I could think of far more examples personally of like athletes where like, cause you know, I'm really into watching sports where like for one reason or another, like 
within the context of fandom, like I hated them when they played. Like I don't actually hate them as people, but you know what I'm saying. But then like, but they were like really, really great. And then after they retired, then you're like, well, you know, I wish I had appreciated the greatness of that person more mm-hmm. rather than just like, you know, hating them. Or like another example would be like when, when Dave Letterman stepped down as host of, of the late show. That's a good example. You know, I, think. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I watched that and it's like, you, you couldn't help but think of like all those nights I could have watched the late show and didn't mm-hmm. because you just knew, well, I can watch that anytime I want. And then, and then he retired and then you're like, well, okay, now I can't now, now I'm on YouTube looking at clips instead. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky in that I watched a lot of David Letterman when he was, when he was on, like as it was happening, and a lot of Conan. I watched. Weirdly, I would say that I did that with uh, Roger Ebert. Like, oh yeah. After yeah. he died, um, it was actually a little, wi- little while after he had already died, and that uh, documentary came out called Life Itself about him, mm-hmm. and like what he did for film criticism and kind of making it more broadly. Uh, appealing and not just sort of this niche New York upscale thing. You know, art criticism in general is very like uh, kind of niche New York, high life, high class type stuff. And he's sort of democratized in a way, you know, the the art of uh, criticism, film criticism or art criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that documentary is super, super good. And it, ha- it got me on a tear where I just went through YouTube and just watched as much of his show with uh, Gene Siskel as I possibly ah. could. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I love watching Siskel and Ebert when it was on. And it was just because, you know, you can, in a, in a time before the internet to get to, to like hear opinions on movies, like it was, it was really exciting. Cause, and you'd also get to see like clips and stuff like that before you saw a movie. And, and the other thing I liked about, about uh, Roger Ebert is, is it felt like he was, Totally okay, like admitting that he was wrong when he, yeah. it's, it was wrong about something or he'd like messed something up. That's something you don't see as much these days. I also loved how, how much they seem to really hate each other. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know that you knew that but they did. Of course, of course. And they talk about that in the documentary. It's a, that's a great doc if you're interested in kind of a top down view of like his contribution to that world. I think it's, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that like when that show was on, they kind of let that, that whole, not even really a rumor, but just sort of the perception. I mean, you got to think that that maybe created more of a buzz for the oh, show and people definitely. would watch like, oh yeah, those, those two guys can't stand each other. Like, I got to watch this and, and see what happens. It's drama, it, built in drama. Hey, maybe we should do that. Just hate each other. Or do no, 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 like make we'll, it seem like we'll, they don't like each other. And yeah, just, no, we're not going to really hate each other. I'm saying we're going to get into like a Twitter spat. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to beef and with then each like, other. Oh, that's a great idea. There was a story, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik is what it oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You've heard of that guy, Anthony? I don't like that guy. But anyway, him uh, him and Norm MacDonald. Uh, Norm MacDonald is maybe one of my all-time, well, not maybe. He's one of my all-time favorite comedians. He might be my all-time favorite comedian. And uh, there was some reality show that they were on together. It was some kind of stand-up. I don't watch reality shows, but it was like, you know, like an America's Got Talent kind of thing, but it was all just stand-up uh comedy mm-hmm. and i think like you know norm was like one of the judges and anthony was like the the announcer guy that would be on the stage and whatnot and like they had like made this deal behind the scenes like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna start making the public think that we we have like this beef with each other like we'll start like 
will start like slamming each other in, in interviews and whatnot, you know, to make people think that we can't stand each other. And, uh, so Anthony Jeselnik starts going and doing that. And then like Norm didn't do it at all <laughs> because that that's, and that's a hundred percent a Norm thing to do yeah, because then he just made, he made Jeselnik look like a, like a huge douche. You know? <laughs> and you can go on YouTube and you can find clips of that, of him just saying horrible things about Norm, but you can't find anything of, you know, Norm saying something bad about him. Do you think that he, he, that he probably just, thought it was funny at, eventually? Oh, exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, because it's like, all right, so I've, I've, I'm playing my part, and it's it's even yeah. funnier that the other side, other person is not. Yes, like exactly, like kept up there under the. Did making. Andy? Did was it? I can't remember if Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler, if their tiff was real or if it was put on. No, no, that was a hundred percent not real. Hundred percent not real. Okay. Yeah. In fact, you. I mean, I've. It's funny you bring that up, only because it wasn't that. It was maybe a week or two ago that I went down this little YouTube rabbit hole of watching uh, uh, interviews with Jerry Lawler talk. Cause I mean, Jerry law, if you watch an interview, like, you know, more recent interview with Jerry Lawler, like he clearly thinks the world, uh, thinks the world of Andy Kaufman. And like, he would talk about how like Andy wanted to do that because he was a huge wrestling fan, mm -hmm. but he was also just, he was fascinated with the idea of being a heel because it's really the same thing that he did with his comedy mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to make you hate me, but you can't stop watching. <laughs> right. It's easy for a comedian to get the audience to just walk out. Yeah. Right. But it's a lot harder to get the audience to just like, I can't stand you, but I also can't get out of my seat because I have to see what happens next. Did. Okay. So that, that raises a question. Did Andy Kaufman invent the concept of the hate watch? Because that's a thing. I mean, yeah, that's a thing, right? Yeah, right? like you yeah. just watch I mean, maybe, because you hate something, right? And you like you want to you hate something, so it's like you know you want to. It's you're related to morbid. Like, yeah, it's related to the idea of morbid curiosity, right? Where it's you know you can't look away from a car wreck or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you, you guys ever watch Taxi? Oh yeah, I love Taxi. Yeah. I was just talking about Taxi. Yeah, last you're night. saying it's your favorite sitcom of it's all time. It's my favorite classic sitcom. Yeah, for sure. Probably yeah, probably my favorite uh, sitcom of all time. That theme song. Oh awesome. yeah. But I mean, I used to watch that, you know, when it was on, I mean, I was not really old enough to watch it when it was like, you know, in first run or whatever, but you know, I watched it in syndication, but that was like the only thing I knew Andy Kaufman. Like I didn't know about all the, mm -hmm. the other stuff, you know, whether it was like his stand up stuff or the whole thing with Jerry Lawler. So like, I didn't find out about that until later. It was kind of like, you know, I watched a really great not, clip from that. Not shocking, but surprising. Where they're like taking like their taxi driving tests or something like that. And in, in, Coffin like made everybody like laugh and they couldn't stop. Or is it, isn't that like, I forgot what the entire scene was like, but like he was trying to like whisper the answers to him or something like that. Oh, I don't remember. I, um, I haven't watched taxi in a super long time, but I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of it and I love it. And that cast, yeah. if you look at that cast going back, I mean, the, Cast is ridiculous. It is stacked. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you yeah. got you know, Christopher Lloyd and Danny DeVito and and Tony Danza. Yeah, amazing. Um, Carol Kane. You know that love uh, Carol Kane. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Mary Lou Henner. You know oh, yeah. from the from the show. You know, I, I don't know if you if you haven't seen this. This is worth watching too. Like you know, she has a photographic memory. Yes, I do. It's a and weird you can thing, you can yeah. yeah you can like watch interviews with her where somebody could ask her 
like, oh yeah, there was, you remember this one time that, you know, the Andy, Andy had, they had the thing with the contract and like, you know, his alter ego, Tony Clifton had to, you know, whatever. And, and she could be like, oh yeah, yeah. That was like, uh, you know, July 27th, 1975. (laughs) That was a Thursday. And I mean, she can do that with like everything. It's dates. Yeah. It's, it's like specifically dates where you can even, you can either recall something from her past or you can pick a date from the past and she can tell you what she was doing on that day. Yeah. And what's crazy is just like, you know, as just a contrast, you have her who has this photographic memory. And then um, I can't remember. I can't remember her name. Edie Falco. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have watched Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, she played Carmela. Right. So uh, Michael Imperioli, who played uh, Christopher Moltisanti, and then I forgot the guy's name that played Bobby Bacala. Uh, they started like a podcast and a YouTube show together a couple of years ago. And they did like one episode of the show about about every single episode of The Sopranos, right? So it's like a mm-hmm. 60 or however many episodes show that they did. And they would get as guests some of the actors that were on, on the show. And so they had an episode where they had like Edie Falco on, you know, and they would be like asking her like, oh, man, you know, there was this, this scene where it was, you know, you and you and James and, you know, you were doing this thing and it was just like so intense and she would just be like, yeah, I don't, I really don't remember that. <laughs> but like anything, like she would be like the worst interview. Cause like, like, oh yeah, you remember this? And, and she'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that like at all, you know? And, but she would admit it's like, no, I just have like a, a really horrible memory. But I mean, even like, you know, I mean, she's, she's like she's a famous actress, working. right? But I mean, if, if you had no, I know it. that, but I'm saying like, if, at, you know, at my job, right. Which is, you know, a boring, you know, laboratory kind of thing. If I had done something really cool like five years ago, like figured out how to fix something we couldn't fix, like if somebody asked me like five years later, hey, you remember that time you did whatever? I'd be like, heck yeah, I remember that time. (laughs) So like the fact that she's like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't remember the scene that ended up winning me an Emmy that year. Like, (laughs) well, it seems kind of weird to me. It could be like Frankie Muniz too, you know, his deal, right? Where he uh, he has some condition i think i'm not sure 100 percent what it is but i think he has like chronic transient ischemic attacks which are like oh. mini strokes yeah and oh. he has had so many of these in his life that it's affected his long-term memory and i had read at some point that he does not remember most of his time on malcolm in the middle he just does not remember doing oh. it at all that's sad yeah that's super terrible. sad he just he just gets paid like residuals now. He's like, what's this for? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, that'd Malcolm. be nice. Like you get money in the mail and you're like, what? I mean, there's probably a lot of child actors that wish that they had that problem wow. <laughs> about their time Jeez. working on stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's who's, what's her face that was on uh, iCarly? She released that book. Um, oh, yeah. I wish. Oh, was right. it, oh, I'm, I'm glad I, my uh, mom is dead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's funny because, you, know, you know, I live and work in a college town on a college campus. And, you know, I... That, that book, you know, if you go into the bookstore, like, you overhear, like, all these college girls coming in and they're excited about, oh, yeah, there's that book I told you about. You got to read it. Because, you know, it's like these kids that are at college age now are, like, the perfect age. Yeah. That, you know, they grew up watching watching that show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wonder how much extra money the local bookstore is making uh, selling <laughs> I mean, all that those book. shows are so weird. It's so weird. I mean, because... My daughter's kind of getting into watching some of those, like like Victorious and stuff like that. And it, it's it's I mean, pretty. I don't know what any of that. What's that? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. I, yeah. I Carly. I only know that because it was in. A, it was the punchline to like a Norm Macdonald joke. Well, it's pretty. 
you watch it now and it's like you know it's it's kind of crazy like how like sexualized like the young girls that are in those shows are like they make them well like, i guess but now we know why exactly yeah exactly because of dan schneider yeah isn't that the guy's name the guy that worked for was it disney or nickelodeon or something yeah that? and he, he was, was nickelodeon yeah and i didn't realize but it's funny because it creep that he was i only he was ever heard class Right, yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I I would read about the stuff, you know, when that all came out, I was like, wow, this Dan Schneider guy sounds like a real mm-hmm. jerk. He played a character. But it wasn't until way later I saw it was an article and his picture was there. And I was like, that guy looks super familiar. And I still had to look it up because, but I used to love Head of the Class. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that was the guy. Like, I, wow. I remember it being like, as, as, a, as a kid who like struggled with his weight a lot, I remember seeing the episode of that show where, you know, like, because the character that Dan Schneider played, I think his name was Dennis. And he was, like, always, like, like the like the, like the fat Joker guy. Mm-hmm. And then yep. there was, uh, when a new season started, he came in, in the first episode, he came in and he was, like, in a big, like, tracksuit. And it made it look like he gained a bunch of weight over the summer. And then he, yep. like, takes it off and he, like, lost a bunch of weight. And I, okay. I remember, like, that's the only scene from that show that I remember. But I remember it being, like... You know, maybe I could lose some weight. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you? Maybe. I don't Probably yeah. not then, no. I had an experience kind of like that in high school. I, I went on keto when I was in, like, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And I did it all through the summer and, like, started exercising and stuff like that. And I dropped, like, I dropped, like, 70 or 75 pounds or something. You know, just youth and youthful metabolism yeah. along with, like, doing the keto thing. We called it Adkins back then. Yes, kids. the Adkins diet. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I came back from my junior year, like, uh, looking like a totally different person. And uh, I felt different and I feel like people treated me different. And it was mm-hmm. kind of eye-opening. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I had a situation like that where I lost a bunch of bunch of weight between my ninth ninth and tenth grade year it might have been tenth and eleventh I'm pretty sure that it was ninth and tenth but it might have been tenth and eleventh because like I got like there, there was this girl I really really had a thing for and just had no interest in me so I'm like I put that pain into losing weight all summer long it did didn't, didn't make a difference yeah but you know like I remember getting on the scale and being under 200 pounds for like, you know, the the first time since I was like 13 or 14 or something like that. You, you made it to Wonderland, they call it. What's, what is, what like is Wonderland? The, that's like you, if you get down below 200 so that you're one something, people oh, who are dieting okay. will say like, oh yeah, I'm back in Wonderland, like Wonderland. Oh, okay. I can't even remember. Yeah. I, I guess I like once I get down to 200, like going below is like it takes a lot of work to just get a, even a single yeah. pound underneath 200. I think that my body is like the happiest there. I mean, I like I would love to weigh 185 pounds and just like be at that weight all the time. But phew, sounds like yeah, I think when I when I first started my my YouTube show, that's about where I was at, like 190, 185. Because I, I I went. I watched my, my, my trailer yesterday for some reason, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, is all clips from like the first couple of years yeah. of the show. And it's just, it's crazy to look at it. Like my beard is totally, you know, brown instead of gray. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember, I, I do, you know, and I was that. definitely, uh, definitely a bit skinnier back then, but, but I, I agree with what you said. It's like you, you, 
like I had to really try, you know, very hard to get down that low. And like the minute I kind of like took my foot off the gas, you just drift above. That's just where, where your body is the happiest, yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. And then you get people like my brother who can like literally eat anything. And yep. he's like, man, yeah. I'm like, I've gained so much weight. He's saying, and he's like, I'm like, he's, he's like, I'm, a, I'm 190 pounds. It's like the heaviest I've been. And it's like, and <laughs> yeah. you look at him, it's like, how can he only be 190 pounds? Cause I feel like I, I feel like I don't like in, in some cases I look like I weigh less than I actually do. Yeah. And I think that, uh, it just like annoyed me so much. That I, like, I haven't been 190 pounds since I was a literal child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's not fair. And I, like, I think that he looks like he's heavier than me, but somehow he's like ways. Like he doesn't wear it well, you're saying. Mm. I guess. I mean, I don't know. And just like, right. he's always, he's always been able to eat whatever he wants and it really doesn't have any effect on him. Well, that you can see closer to that you can old. that you can see like, you know, I got uh, a friend of my wife, you know, is kind of the same thing. Like he just he's been he's like one of these guys. He he won't eat vegetables unless they have it has to have like cheese sauce on it. You know, even <laughs> though he's like, you know, he's like not that much younger than me, but he's just like, well, that's just, you know, he's a picky eater and like, you know, whatever. And so he just eats a lot of junk food, eats a lot of pop tarts. But Ooh, you look at him and it's like he seems like a really fit guy, you know, but now he's like. 38 years old and he has gout you know and so so i told my wife i was like just you know this is what happens you think that some people can just eat whatever they want but like there's there's things beyond just gaining weight you know there's things that you can't see going on in there have you guys ever done a fad diet that like actually worked yeah i did well i I this makes me sound like a (laughs) a hipster yeah that's the one for me yeah i did keto but it was like a little 11 years 10 years ago yeah. so it was like before yeah, so it, was, it was adkins no we, we, we called it keto it was like i somehow found it was this little subreddit on reddit for keto and i was like what's this and i read about it, i was like i'll do that but it was called keto but it was like before like you couldn't go to the bookstore and just buy like a book book about keto or like there was yeah. no keto products on the the store shelves or whatever Have but you heard uh, of- yeah I, lo- I lost like that's when i got when i started my youtube channel that was like i had just I was coming down off of, you know, getting towards the end of doing that. I lost like 60, 70 pounds, something like that. You can lose a lot, like w- without even exercising, like just the way the diet oh, I functions. With... I exercised literally not at all yeah. like, <laughs> when I did that. I was just like, you know, bacon and eggs or something for right, breakfast. Exactly. Uh, in, in and out protein style for lunch, yeah. and then like a steak and some steak asparagus or broccoli melted for dinner. You know? Cheese dipped in, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. radish. It was bullcrap. It, was, think about it, so it was delicious. Smothered in butter. The pounds just fall off. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. about these guys that uh, I haven't checked in on the, the subreddit in a while, but there's there are these guys that are trying to make their diet 100% soylent, you know, that, that drink. It's, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The you can like sign suppo- up for the like the subscription service or something for it. Yeah, and it's supposed. Like, well, why would you name a, a thinking, food like, product Soylent? Like after exactly. Like, have they not have they not seen the movie Soylent Green is I'm, made I'm, out exactly. of people? That's exactly why they it's named people. that. People. 
But the subreddit's hilarious because like every once in a while you'll you'll see someone who's been doing it for like a couple of weeks and they're just like, I feel great. I have so much energy. This is amazing. I'm losing weight and this is all I need and I don't have to think about meals. But most of the posts are people in saying in so many words, help, I think I'm dying. Because <laughs> you're not meant to just drink Soylent. And they're like, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand why my body's shutting down and my, my liver doesn't work anymore and my kidneys are failing. <laughs> I mean, I guess for some people are just really not into food. Yeah. You know, maybe having something like that where, like, here's this, like, engineered beverage for you to just drink. Yeah. You know, like, but for me, like, I love food. So, like, you mm -hmm. know, doing the keto thing was cool because I still got to eat. You know, you miss certain things, but there's, like, plenty of other things to take its place yeah. so that you don't have to worry about it too much. But, but I mean, I know some people who are just, like, I just... I only eat for like sustenance or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, like if like, there's like some me, kind right? of like, like, like me, if there's like some pink slime that they can just <laughs> ingest. <laughs> well, like texture sensitivities and stuff. I can't imagine having like, you know, that kind of sensation or that sensitivity where the act of eating and having food in your mouth and swallowing is just an unpleasant feeling for you just mm. because of the way your brain is wired. That, that sounds terrible, but I, I mean, yeah. those people exist for sure. Since I mentioned Pink Slime, uh, I watched. Well, I rewatched. Have you guys ever seen uh, this YouTube video called uh, Jamie Oliver's War on Nuggets? But uh, it was created. So there's this YouTube channel. If you haven't, if you don't already know about this channel, I mean, he's, he's very famous, so maybe you already do, but like it's called Folding Ideas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. so he did. It's it's like three or four episodes ago. Is this Jamie Oliver's War on Nuggets, which is just a really good. Because weren't like uh, nuggets I think were it, like made like it, this pink slime, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but he was making. You know, he's kind of making the point that like Jamie Oliver is just basically being elitist and classist <laughs> because he's saying like what? Because Jamie Oliver's whole thing is like, well, you can make your own fried chicken for like slightly cheaper than buying chicken nuggets, and like. Dan Olson's whole point is like, what's the difference? You're eating fried chicken. Like neither <laughs> of neither of them are good for you. But like Jamie Oliver's whole thing is like, well, how much is those are like, with? those are like parts of the chicken that you don't, you know, that's not the breast or the thigh or the leg. It's like the stuff that gets vacuumed off. Right. And, you know, Dan Olson's thing is like, okay, so we should just like raise and kill chickens and then like throw away the stuff that we think is dirty like exactly. you know, I don't know. It's, it's just it feels I, I just, uh, efficient. Like it feels you know if, when you think right. about what like he's saying. So really oh, we is. should we should be wasteful instead. Apparently, right. according to Jamie Oliver. I but I think it, it popped up in my in my feed because like he just came out with a new video like the day before yesterday. So I was watching that, and then like the War on Nuggets one came up. But anybody out there, if you've never watched uh, Folding Ideas, like he's just you know real high level thinker type of guy. Yeah. But well you researched know, stuff and like really good. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, he did like it was like an over two hour video, like talking about like NFTs and crypto and while it, oh, why yeah. it's all He's like the one that, scammy and whatnot. Is he the one that did that? Like the line goes down or whatever yep. it's called? Line goes up. Line goes line up. Goes yes. Up. Yep. That was, I think that's like his most watched video. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, uh, the ever. way the timing on that was, was perfect, I guess. Really took advantage of NFTs being in the public conscious, like negatively in the public consciousness. Yeah. At the time, yeah. it feels like now, like everyone's just like forgotten about it. <laughs> like the, you never hear him, hear about him anymore, unless it's like some company. Yeah, like it's I know just... that it's like Game Informer magazine is selling like their covers as NFTs or something like that. 
That magazine still exists? It still exists, but uh, oh, wow. uh, I think I saw some people who actually work for Game Informer said, like, no, this is GameStop doing this, like selling these yeah. NFTs. And, uh, you know, like nobody at Game Informer wants them to, to do this. I got, you got your, your scan. It, it'll be fine. Right. It's, I, know, I got it. <laughs> it. It looks pretty cool, though. It looks like a... It does. I mean, probably when I edit the video, I might put something else there or something. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it. Say aesthetic. Yeah. I feel like we're worried too much about the video when, like, probably the, the vast, vast majority of people are going to just listen to the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so Chris, do you, do you have a question? Yeah. Well, I think I already asked like one or two. Oh, okay. Like you, well, that was, that you was... come up with a Corey, question. Corey, do you have a question? How about that? Yeah. Uh, so my question for you guys are: is have you ever broken a bone? And if so, uh, how, like, what was it? And how did, how did it feel? No, next question. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't actually know. I may or may not have broken a bone. So Your little like, toe, you think? No. Um, one time I, I was, uh, I, you know, I rolled my ankle, you know, mm -hmm. you know what that means? Someone rolls their ankle. Yeah. I rolled my ankle and it kind of felt to me like, this. I mean, it, it, it hurt a whole lot, but, uh, I didn't, we didn't have like health insurance. And so like my mom wouldn't take me to the doctor <laughs> and like it, it literally took a year. Like I couldn't put any weight on it. I mean, and I, it took a year for it to heal. And really? even after then it would still, it, it still would bother me even after that, but I'm saying after like a year, I could like, you know, I was like ambulatory or whatever, but, uh, that, if that wasn't broken or fractured or anything, that's the closest I've ever gotten. I think, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'm mostly, I, I specialize in like flesh wounds. You know, I think, I think I already told you that, you know, towards the beginning of the pandemic, I drilled a hole through my thumb. <laughs> um, just to see if you but, could, um, <laughs> no, just being really stupid and unsafe with a drill. And, uh, Basically, while I was trying to drill something, the drill bit snapped. Oof. But the thing that I was trying to drill, I was it was small, and I was holding it between my fingers. Oh, geez. And so when the drill bit snapped, the jagged stump that was still in the oh, chuck God. went. It went in uh, in one side of my thumb and out the other side. What's your rule? You and rule just, do you have a rule on puking on the podcast? <laughs> no, no. Podcast. But I was. I just feel like I was very lucky. It didn't. It didn't hit my bone, but it literally went inside. You know, in one side, out the other side. Did you and, immediately uh, like pull it off, or did, were you just like look at it for a second? Yeah, I pulled. Yeah, no, no. It, it was like uh, reflex. Like as yeah. soon as that happened, I I just ripped the drill out, and I was I wasn't even sure. Like in that split second, I was like, did that just go through my thumb? And I lifted my hand up and looked, and there was a hole on one side and a hole on the other side, and blood coming out. And so, like you know, my wife had to take me to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. So, got to be careful uh, with that which, reflex. That's how Steve Irwin which, died. Um, yeah, there you go. Is it? Is uh, it that's, that's why how he like pulled away from the. Uh, he pulled stingray? it out. Yeah, the stingray stabbed like the the barb broke off in his chest, and he just instinctively reached up and grabbed it and pulled it out. And some yeah. doctor at some point was just like, "Had he not done that, he may may have survived." Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, that's why I don't mess around with wildlife really, but, uh, um, I don't think this was never life threatening, but I mean, yeah. the, the doctor like had to numb both sides and then stick a needle, like a big fat needle all the way through it so that he could like slowly like dispense a disinfectant oh, and then sure it pull gets... it back the other way. Cause they're like 
probably pieces of like there could have been like pieces of metal or whatever like well who knows i mean that that drill bit was certainly not sterilized yeah you know so is that the worst um, injury that you've ever had you think maybe i mean i still don't have proper feeling in the tip of my thumb anymore like it's like permanently damaged a little bit so really uh yeah yeah um yeah, I don't know. Probably. I, I mean, I think I've been pretty lucky in life. I haven't really been mm-hmm. been injured too bad. I mean, this honestly, this thumb, I've had to go to the emergency room. That was the second time I had to go to the emergency room because of my left thumb. So, or, you know, <laughs> because of the things I've done to my left thumb. I don't want to make it sound like I'm victim blaming. but um, <laughs> and, I, and like, aside from that, I've slammed this thumb in a car door twice to the point that my nail turned black. Oh. Yeah, oh, dude. And uh, I don't know. I feel bad for this thumb, but uh, but neither. I mean, to answer your original question, it, n- at no point did the bone get broken. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't think you know. I was always as a kid. I was always like a super cautious kid. You know, yeah, like same. I didn't. I didn't want to get on a skateboard. I didn't mm-hmm. want to like jump off the roof of the garage into the swimming pool when the other kids were doing it. Like I was always yeah. like sort of scared. You know, which I don't know is like you know I've talked about on my show that you know. I've, had kind of a lifelong anxiety issue. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that was like a way that that was sort of manifesting itself of like, you know, the idea of doing something like that was like giving me anxiety or something, right. but well, you, you don't, know, as a defense mechanism, but you know, you know, but like I've, you I've never gone like, if you don't yeah, do anything, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I've never gone like snow skiing. Like most of the things I can think of where like somebody breaks a bone doing that. Mm-hmm. I've never really, you know, aside from, you know, I, one of my, favorite hobbies is is cycling but i've just been lucky that i've never broken a bone anytime i've crashed Mm -hmm. i hit my head on the pavement and got a concussion oh really but but never broke a bone yeah so when you go when you ride your bike do you wear a helmet yeah i do now i mean but because as a kid i I never wore a helmet and then like no no no. when i got the concussion i was a kid oh okay and and yeah, it's funny. Everybody's all like, oh, you got to wear a helmet now, which you should wear a helmet. Yeah. But I'm saying like when we were kids, like I didn't know. And I don't think I even knew bike helmets were a thing. Like <laughs> nobody, even like, like riders in like the tour de France didn't wear bike helmets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so I, I hate, I don't, I, mean, I don't like saying this cause I don't want to make it seem like I'm encouraging people, but like, I really hate wearing a bike helmet. And so like for, for a long time, like I had one and I wouldn't wear it. And then I ended up throwing it out. And so I just would not wear a helmet at all when I went riding, but you know, like I could see what it was like doing to my wife. Like she, anytime somebody else would bring it up, I would see this look come across my wife's face. Like she was like just deathly afraid <laughs> that I was going to, something was going to happen to me Yeah, because I wasn't wearing a helmet. And so to be honest like that, if I'm being honest, that's why I wear a bike helmet now. Like I, if I was I single, I would my... still be out there. Mm-hmm. Just with the bare cranium shining in the sun. Same, like, same here. Same here. But like bike I, you is know, a I, bicycle you know. or do you have a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Just a bike. Like I go road. I go out road cycling. Oh, okay. and like I'll go ride like, you know, 25, 30 miles out in the country. But so then I have cars whizzing past me going like, you know, 70 miles an hour, which has always been kind of my thing. Like if I'm, if I'm riding and I get hit by a truck going like 65 miles an hour, not really sure that the helmet is really, I'm, I'm, you know, at that point I'm worried more about like spinal cord injury or like yeah. instant, instant death. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, I've, I've fallen off my bike a few times, like not, not in probably like 15 or 20 years, but you know, it could happen. I have never broken a bone, but I am 
currently dealing with uh, double rotator cuff impingement in both of my shoulders, which is probably the closest I've gotten to the pain of breaking a bone. It's really was that did that occur like did something happen or is that just like wear and tear? So I'm not sure exactly. Um, I around Christmas time last year, after Christmas, probably in January. Um, I was lifting a big box, a really, really big box that I had no business lifting by myself. It was way too heavy, and I got it into the house. It was full of, like, Christmas presents and stuff from my in-laws. And uh, I didn't think I did anything to it at that point, but after that, my left shoulder started, like, when I would, like, open my car door, that action, like, specifically would hurt, and then, like, lifting it up a certain way started hurting. And... uh I went to the doctor and they were like, well, we can give you an x-ray and whatnot. They sent me for an x-ray and they said, well, we can't see anything, which means it may very well be a rotator cuff. So we're just going to call it rotator cuff because it matches the symptoms. But be aware that if you have a rotator cuff impingement in one shoulder, then you know the use of the other shoulder, like favoring the other shoulder, often causes rotator cuff impingement on the other side. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So the left one is probably 90 95% better now the right one gives me trouble every single day and it's been going on since wow. january so nah, geez that sucks yep it's that's definitely it's like a, a challenge i think of getting older is like you have to like realize that you can't do sure you know everything like I, I may talk about this before i want to bring it up again but like you know when i had to help that old bat on the airplane with her luggage and I ended up screwing up my back. Oh, it's just cause I, you know, I didn't even think about it, you know, cause when you're in your twenties, I never, I don't think I ever hurt my back once when I was in my twenties. And if you did, either. it was like, you'd go to sleep and the next day you were fine. But like, as you get older, you have to learn the hard way that, you know, when somebody asks you for help with something, you got to think for a second, like, okay, well, you know, what am I potentially going to do to myself? You know, if I, you know, help me move this refrigerator into my house, you know, cause you, you don't want to say no to people, but at the right. same time, it's like, ah, uh, it makes it harder when I, you're like, a, I'm not sure I can do that. Yeah. It makes it harder when you like appear as a bigger masculine, like you, you know, you present masculine and large, yes. like I'm six foot four, I'm very broad. I'm a large dude. Right. And people yeah. just assume it's like, well, he's clearly got some strength. So can you help me with this thing over here? And I'm like, uh, I can't really, yeah. I shouldn't. Yes. And that's, you know. It's kind of emasculating and whatnot, but I mean, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. When I was visiting my mom last week, I had to swap out the, the, she, somehow she ripped like the toilet paper dispenser, like off of the wall. I probably, because she was using it to like leverage, like help her stand up probably, but it ripped right out. She probably needs like a, like a handrail or yes. something then. Yeah. And it like ripped out. So I was like putting a new one in. And I was like hunched over this thing because it's just like kind of a small bathroom and I was like hunched over and I like moved up and like, and I just like felt this like major pain, like in my lower back. Yep. And I, I just felt it for days afterwards. And see, those are the things where it's like, you know, you know, you didn't really do anything wrong. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not I like, oh, okay, I can't. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, you know, I learned the hard way that there's certain heavy things I should probably lay off lifting up. Right. But like. Like you're saying, you know, what were you really doing, you know, that you would say, well, any reasonable person would have known better than to do that, right? I don't think so. Nothing, I mean, nothing. I it's just like, what? Right. It's like, no one would like, have at this point, known I can, like, this is going to happen. Right. Like, at this point, I can just sleep on something wrong. I can sleep the wrong way. And, oh, now my shoulder, like, right now my neck is killing me because I just slept weird. 
Like, I, I have no control over that, really. Yeah, man, it's just a part of getting old, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if, like, I guess the, uh, like, injuries hasn't really gone any, anywhere exciting. Have you guys ever had, like, any major surgeries then? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I had a surgery that only, yeah, only one. I was in, I was in, uh, fifth grade, actually. Yeah. I had to have, uh, I had to have eye surgery. Oh, dang. Wow. Like, I had to go, uh, to, like, you know, this hospital in San Francisco where they had, like, a specialist there and they had to, like, Literally pop my eyeball out of the socket. What? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Swear, no, I'm not, I'm not making this up. It, I was, I mean. You were asleep, right? I was like. That's bonkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Like, so I'm oh saying I was God. 10 That's years like, old. And like I had to get, I had to get wheeled on a gurney into like an operating theater. Like I was, I was so scared the entire time. Well, yes. And they're going to pop your eye out of your, out of the socket. Come on. Like, like yeah. that. It's like, I can't not think of, uh. Total Recall, when his eyes are popping out, when he's like, oh, oh yeah, 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 when he's going to flat him, yeah, like any kind of like eye stuff, like people getting their eyes pushed into their head, like in movies yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, oof, I, I. So I don't know, I don't know why this is the case, because yeah, they, I mean, they they gave me anesthesia and I was out, but for some reason, before they did that, they had to. I don't know, understand why I needed to be awake for this. They had to. Give me like a shot. Oh my God. Stop it. Like in, I'm not like making your, any of this up. Like the, I swear. Your, where your tear duct is. Yes. Oh, like geez. between, like... between my eyeball and yes, exactly where my tear duct is. They stuck a needle in there. Come and, on. And I come don't on. Know. You're awake. Yes. I, um, I swear I'm not making Listen, this up. I swear. Corey's going to run screaming. This is like, <laughs> like eyes and teeth are like the things that like freak me out the most. It's just like, oh. Like, oh, hey, have you ever had a tooth knocked out? No. I mean, no. Do you consider teeth bones? They kind of are. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, not really, but they're. they're we, twist, we can twist it around in terms of. Like calciferous that. material. That's not really a word, <laughs> probably. But um, yeah, I got a tooth knocked out one time. So Jeez. that was something. I mean, my, but like my, snapped off. Like not. It broke. At like least like if the whole tooth? thing came out. Yes. Yeah, like I have a fake, I have an implant, and one of my two front teeth is an implant. Because okay. I got, looks good. I got, I can't uh, tell. That's great. It got, yeah, see, right <laughs> well, in the camera. Wow. Right. Chompers. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that really that really sucked pretty bad. I've had I've had a couple of pretty major surgeries. Uh, I guess the the worst one was probably going back to Adkins. Um, probably caused by the way I approached the Atkins diet when I was a teenager in, in high school. There was, it got to the point in my diet where I was just sick of eating things. I was sick of eating grilled chicken. I was sick of just eating meat and cheese and, you know, bacon and just salads and stuff like that. So I just wouldn't eat a ton of anything. But one thing that I did love to have is after school every day, I would come home and I would make myself a keto milkshake. And by that, I mean... Ice and heavy whipping cream with Splenda and like vanilla extract blended up in the blender. Mm, it sounds good. And I was basically just drinking straight heavy whipping cream. Well, while that is technically on that diet and my body stayed in ketosis, the amount of fat that I was putting into my body in a single, you know, sitting, you know, drinking this quote unquote milkshake, cream shake. Um, yeah. 
my my liver and my gallbladder could not keep up with mm-hmm. bile production to break down those fats, right? So oh, they man. were working overtime, and I had no idea. Yeah. And one day I came home and made one, drank it, and I just had this horrible pain, like you know, right here where you might have. My dad thought it was like maybe a hiatal hernia or something like that. It was right at the bottom of my sternum, right here, sort of center of the top of my stomach. Terrible, terrible pain. Uh, we went to um, the doctor, and by the time we got to the doctor, um, I was and I was dry heaving. I was trying to puke it up, thinking that you know maybe that would make wow. me feel better. But by the time we got to the doctor, I was straight up turning yellow. I was jaundiced, like you know, I was probably like sixteen years old or something like that. Yeah, turning yellow. My eyes were turning yellow. My skin was turning yellow. It was terrifying. We went in and they gave me an x-ray and they were just like, yeah, your gallbladder is absolutely packed with gallstones. Like you can't fit a single other Whoa. one in there. And the one, the thing that's make, giving you pain is that one of them has been pushed into the bile duct between <sighs> your, your uh, gallbladder and your stomach. So yeah. I had to have uh, emergency, um, I think, I forget what the procedure is called. It's like ECRP or something like that where they stick the tube down your throat and they like do everything through the tube. They they got the thing out of the bile duct with the ECRP, and that you know helped my pain. And then the next day, um, they went in laparoscopically and took my gallbladder out. So I've I've not had a gallbladder. Oh since wow, you have like, no gallbladder yeah, since wow. I was like sixteen. It's called a. I think the the technical term is it's a cholecystectomy. Is wow. the removal of the gallbladder. That yeah. sounds like a difficult. It's a difficult That's word crazy. to say. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try. It was really hard to just say it. <laughs> That's. Yeah. I only ever did that like one time when I was on keto. I went to Starbucks and I I got like a a latte made out of heavy whipping cream. I mean, I I love whipping. But that cream. was only once. Well, everybody does. But I mean, I can just but like I'm, eat I'm, like. No, and I'll be honest like, and like say that cool whip, I like never entire... knew that. So I, you know, Corey, you know, I'm not talking your... about like whipped cream. I'm talking... I, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that's probably the the worst surgery that I've I've gone through. Well, okay, but you mentioned too, so you can't leave the well. The other one was hanging. more like, like what? I, I had I just had a really bad abscess tooth uh, when I was like twelve years old. Just totally randomly right. happened, and and like yeah. my face swelled up like to the size of like a, a a softball. It was it was so big that when we finally went in, and I had to go to the emergency room because it just got so bad so quickly, and I couldn't even open my mouth. Like it was so painful. Um, the doctor wanted to take pictures of me. So that he could like maybe publish <laughs> me oh my God. for like this worst case scenario, <laughs> uh, um, abscess, tooth abscess. So I had oral surgery that night and they, um, you know, they didn't, they put a drain in my mouth and it, you know, it drained all the, the nasty stuff out of there. And then I think, uh, the next week I had a, a root canal, had my first root canal when I was 12 years old. Ooh, marvelous. Uh, yeah. And now that tooth is gone entirely because it just, I had nothing but problems with it from then on. Mm-hmm. Um, crowns wouldn't stay on it. They would keep popping off. So they would have to shave the tooth down and put a new crown on, recrown it, and it would keep popping off and stuff. And eventually, a couple of years ago, I just got it extracted and been fine ever since. So. One of my molars is kind of like that, where it's like, it's like broken apart so much that there's a filling on it and it's like mostly filling. Yeah. And I swear, like I like my like I, I don't like my dentist, but every time he's like, I don't know what we're gonna do, I don't know what we're gonna do when this but breaks why, off. And I'm like, that's your job, just, buddy, is to like do that. Yeah. Like, don't. I don't like, why isn't he telling you to get an implant? Like, you should get it. Like, get that thing pulled out of there and get yeah. an implant. Yeah, he's like, I don't. He's like, this. You know, I'll, I'll put a new filling on it. I don't know if it's gonna work, but I don't know. He's, he's like, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do. It's like, 
Well, then I would probably, like, should I just go to somebody else who like knows has that's an what idea? I would. That's what I would do. Like he's, he's like also the kind of dentist. person that makes it. Like he's just like you got to do this. You got you know you got to you need a mouth guard because like I, you know, growing up I had a pro- real problem like with grinding my teeth in in my sleep. And because of that, like I'm, like uh, like a lot of my back teeth are like flat. And I have to wear like a, I wear a mouth guard now to prevent that from happening. Cause it happens like when I get sick, like if I have like a post nasal drip happening, like I always like grind my teeth really bad in my sleep. And he's like, you got to do this, Russ, you know, your, your teeth are just going to start breaking. And that's like horrifying to even think about in the first place. But I mean, that sounds like correct though. Yes. You know, like, yes. I don't think he's wrong. I think the other thing you told me is what's more concerning. I don't know what I'm going to, you know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but well, you know, I mean, he, you know, somebody has to graduate last in like the dental school class. And it sounds like that's yes. kind of who you He's got. Like, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. What, do you, what, what can we do about this? The, wor- the worst dentist who's still allowed to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So I like in terms of the, uh, uh, surgery, I, I, I have talked about this many times on our live stream and this might be old information to certain people, but I, I had a pilonidal cyst removed. Hell yeah, the booty cyst. Yeah, it's like on your tailbone. It's like a cyst on your tailbone. Chris, are you familiar with any of this? Like, a, what like it, you were born with a tail. Well, kind a lot of, thing, of people or? like have like a uh, a cyst on their tailbone, around their like tailbone area that is kind of like okay. It's kind of like gunk that's like left over from when you were like formed. I guess a lot of like garbage right. kind of like centralizes. Right. Okay. Right. I, or if this, you, is, like, this is all new information for me. If you were like a twin, sometimes like you're, if you, if there was like two of you like, or two uh, yeah. twins like in the womb, like being formed, yeah. sometimes like that's the, how uh, twins work. Yeah. It'll like overtake that twin and like the, like little bits of that twin will end up like in the cyst. That makes sense. Probably does not make any sense. But Are you I, telling I, us that you ate your twin in the womb? Well, well people will, yeah, like that's I, I what they'll know. say. Is there still a, is there still a twin or you're saying then there's not a twin anymore because you like, it like, like assimilated like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. You. Yeah. I mean, okay. but you know, the, the sizes of people's pilonidal cysts like vary, you know, it's mine was okay. not that big, but if I sat on it in certain ways, it would, uh, it would like leak. Like, I don't know if there's like a, like a hole or anything where it would come out, but it'd be just like, kind of like a, not like, not like pus. It was like clear, but you know, if I was sitting in a certain way and I hit it in a certain way, like I would have like a like a wet spot at the top of like of my underwear. Oh, I where they have. Wow, so I, I went and I so... I had to get this re- removed, right? And it was some people would just go and you can get it like uh, like probed and drained. They drain all the the liquid out of it and it like goes away for a few years. But they don't recommend doing that for the long run because they'll like fill up slowly again and you got to get it done again. So I had mine completely removed and it really just looked like someone <laughs> like took a spoon and just like ch- like took out a big chunk. And, and my wife like like took a little gun and they were like. Yeah, it's like someone took their nine and was like, you know, it makes me think of Kevin Smith when he talks about that. Yeah. It's like someone like took a gun and just like, like right there, right? So it looked, it almost looked like a bullet wound. But uh, my wife like had to like fill it and like clean it every day. I mean, that's how you know that you've met the person that you're for sure. 
And no, that's if if my wife had to do that for me, I'd have to divorce her <laughs> for for her own good. I'm like, I can't I can't look at you anymore. It's the shame. Well, she'd yeah. like have to like pour like yeah, exactly like hyd- like was a hydrogen peroxide like in there to clean it, <sighs> and it like hurt really bad. Of course but, it did. But I mean, can, is as bad as that was. You know, some of the stories that my doctor that removed it told me about, like it doesn't even seem that oh, bad. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. Why? Well, I, I mean, but um. that, that's that's like the that's you know, I, I, it's fun because I can talk about this because does this like, episode it, get a, yeah. an explicit tag now? Is that, <laughs> I was maybe? just gonna say I don't really know how that works, but I'm gonna have to do something. <laughs> like there, people need to be warned. Yeah, and so just so we're clear. I, I drilled a hole through my thumb, and that almost made you puke. Oh, no. But I, I, the last five minutes, you're just totally cool with that. Not cool. You didn't see my expression when he started I'm, talking about it leaking? I'm questioning a lot of my decision-making right now. <laughs> well, the, the the doctor was telling me about like some of the other patients that he's had to remove it from, and he no, said there don't. was... Please, there's please one. Don't. It was like the size of a no, softball. I don't, had to, had to I don't need to know any of that. And he like cut it out, and he... like. Once it removed, he like opened, like cut it open, and it was filled with yeah. hair and teeth. Oh my god! Oh, I... <laughs> all right, everybody, you've been listening to episode three of "Here's My Question." But here's my question for you: Are you going to listen to episode four? I don't blame you if the answer is no. I mean, it's gross, but it's like wow, it's reality, man. It's, no, it's... I. To, in all, in all, I mean, I don't want to just make the gross conversation keep going but uh <laughs> my, my grandma actually had the same thing oh really and, and like oh yeah did she it was have like it a huge drained or did she get it like fully removed oh yeah because it was like she, she was like sitting on a softball yeah because it was on her it was on her posterior there and so yeah she had like this huge like void so did you and just make that thing connection because when of I where mentioned it, the one because being... of where it was well it wasn't it wasn't in her tailbone though i don't think it was because of that uh but i'm not really positive but mm-hmm. But yeah, like because of where it was, like we had to help her, you know, dress it and whatnot. And it was just like, I don't know. I had something kind of, I got bit by a brown recluse spider when I was a kid under my arm while I was sleeping. And uh, they, you know, I went to the emergency room for it and they drained it and, you know, packed it and all that kind of stuff. And once it finally healed up, like for the longest time, I had just like a P-shaped dent under my arm where like the, I guess the skin had just been killed or destroyed. We don't mess around with those brown recluse spiders, man. We got a ton of them in the South. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah? yeah. I always hear about them. Like, oh, even here in California, like, oh, check your shoes. Make sure there's not a... And I've ne- I mean, Are I'm 45. I've, I've, I don't know, because I've never... Uh, like, there's black widows everywhere outside, if I go outside. But I have never in my life seen... I guess they're just really good at being recluses, because I've never <laughs> seen one. But I think a brown brown recluse is like the size of a quarter ish, maybe a little bit bigger, like with its legs and everything. It's about the size of a quarter. Yeah. So that's about I mean that's about how big a black widow is. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean I've had black widows in my house. I mean there's they they're really scary looking and I don't, I've never been bitten by one. I heard it's not really a picnic, but Yeah. I've never seen um, a black widow like they're they're about. disconcerting to look at. Yeah. Cuz they're like, so they're black, identifiable. They're they're shiny, which I think for some reason is like worse. Like at least like a tarantula, it's like hairy. It looks right. cuddly, whatever. But <laughs> but a black widow, it's like they're they're black and shiny, and they have like these these like thicker legs that taper down to a point. Yeah. You know, with the, with the oh, just, they look and then they have deadly. That, I mean, they yeah, have that like... red hour, hourglass on their uh, uh, whatever the third what. 
it's the head and then the something and then the thorax. We learn about that in like elementary school, it's, right? Like uh, head, thorax, and abdomen, abdomen or something like right. that. Yeah, yeah. So they got but the thing about a red black hourglass, like they are scary because they're so identifiable. But that's also what makes me sort of perf- like you can spot a black widow from like ten feet and be like, "That's a black Absolutely. widow." Absolutely. Right? Yes, but with a brown definitely. recluse, I mean, like house yeah. spiders and wolf spiders and stuff like that. Like you got to get really on it, and you're like, "Does it have the little violin?" That kind of looks like it might be the little brown violin. I don't know. Is this what? What is, is the violin? Brown? It's a shape on its back that they, people say looks like you know the shape of a violin, and that's you know how most people identify a brown recluse. So yeah, like you'll you'll get way up on it and be like, is that one? I don't know. Might be, could be. I don't know. And why you? I mean, I don't like. Yeah. First I don't like killing stuff generally speaking, but I mean, I would if I saw anything that even was like suspect, oh, yeah. it would be meeting the bottom of my shoe just just <laughs> yeah. as a precautionary those measure. Things for real, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's like the same. Like we have a lot of those uh, the silverfish bugs in the house. I heard mm-hmm. they kill spiders. Yeah. Like they're like good at. I don't really... know. They eat paper though, so like I don't care what they kill. Like they're going to eat your magazines because <laughs> you don't. You don't even put your magazines in bags, right? Oh, I so like you I, don't... Do. I put my magazines. Uh, in bags. No, yeah, I've, that's not true. Um, <laughs> so you should be more careful with the with the silverfish. I've seen a couple in my house, but not not a lot. We've been there for like six years, and I've only seen like two. I mean, I just hate bugs in general. You know, the only bugs I think I like are like lightning bugs. Oh, ladybugs. Uh, yeah. yeah, what about ladybugs? I mean, they're okay. Bro, they're okay, but I, I really like lightning bugs. Like ladybugs. We used to like be so horrible to lightning bugs. We used to go out and take like. Are you talking about like fireflies? Fireflies, yeah. I mean, it's... okay. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen one of those in person. We don't oh, have really? Those really? Yeah, they're... they look neat. Yeah, they are cool. I mean, uh, they've made a comeback. They made a comeback this summer, which was yes. weird because they, I don't. People were talking about how they were dying, and you know there were less and less lightning bugs every year. And then this summer, like we had a ton in our yard, way more than I've seen in years. And they're around for a lot longer, it seemed like yeah. too. Like there was like usually they only show up for like like half of June and most of July. They're cool. I mean, like it's terrible to. I mean, you shouldn't kill things, right, in general. But like if you squish them in your fingers, the glow stuff will get on your hands. It's like predator blood. Yeah, and it'll keep glowing. Yeah. <laughs> what we used to what we used to do is we used to and it's horrible to say this, especially after just what you said, but we used to go out and and hit them with wiffle ball bats. Oh my god. <laughs> and they would explode into like a glowing mist. A glowing mist. And just like or or if you like, you know, you knock them on the ground and you like stomp on them and you drag your feet. Yeah. And it's just, just it's, it's like streak, yeah. it's just like it's got it had oh, to Lord. have been the inspiration for for predator blood yeah hundred percent I don't I don't know if you caught it Dustin but it was a long time ago not a long time ago but a while back you know and Corey and I were doing a live stream together and like uh, that that was like right before like it was cicadas right yes yeah yeah, yeah that was like right before like you know the the cicadas were coming, and, and I was it stressed was, out. Was it like the fourteen? It was so entertaining because yes. he was yeah. so terrified oh, God, I, of, I of sort of the unknown, like, and I would be too. I would be terrified too. Thankfully, where I live, we don't have those. And things. I, I shared some of the pictures of them, with you, like all over that tree in the Target parking lot. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember you talking about like walking outside and just getting pelted with them. Yeah, I mean, it's like my worst nightmare is just being. We didn't get them that bad when they came back. I remember when I was a kid and the 14 years came back, it, it seemed like they were everywhere, all over the playground at school, just running into you, flying around, making constant noise. Um, but yeah, I, some, for some reason where I was uh, when they came back um, this time, I didn't see very many. I could hear them, but it wasn't like 
it wasn't like it was before. I think my worst nightmare is probably having a cyst on my body that it turns out is full of hair and teeth. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so if you yeah. absorb, like, your I'll twin, take, I'll take the cicadas easily. If you absorb your that. twin in the womb, does that mean that you like absorb their power and potential? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're born with the strength of two men. It's like, you know, it's like eating, eating somebody's brain and gaining their knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It only makes sense. So, so, yeah. uh, Chris, Dustin is a huge, yeah. huge horror fan. Yeah. He's like, okay. he's, he's seen more horror movies than both of us probably combined and multiply. I mean, I haven't multiple. seen that many horror movies, so it, you, that would, Chris, that's you not any, saying much. Any personal favorite horror movies that you really like? What is, what is your uh, favorite? I want, here's what I want you to do. All right. Have you seen like a lot of the Friday the 13th movies? No. Do you have to say, here's my question for you? Oh yeah, yeah. You're not following the rules. Okay, then. Okay, then I'll no, ask this to Dustin. Okay. Okay. You should, because I just I'm not really like I don't I don't. I think this is one like scary movies because they scare me. Like if you want to have a, a meaningful conversation All about right. horror, you should definitely focus your attention on Dustin. All right, Dustin. I can you. I, my question for you is, can you rank the Eight, the first eight. The Paramount eight, yes. Of uh, Friday the 13th movies. Can you rank them from best to worst? Yeah, for me, uh, yes. Best to worst. Okay, and I'm going to have straight up unpopular opinions. My favorite Friday the 13th movie (laughs) is part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's your favorite. That's my favorite one. And I think it's because it has... Everything that I personally want in a Friday the 13th movie, or not just a Friday the 13th movie, but like maybe just an an neon-washed 80s horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some really fun kills. The the sauna kill is really great where he kills the kid with the with the the hot sauna rocks and the the uh the guitar, the punk rock chick. He kills yeah. the girl with the guitar. That's super cool. And the boxer. Um, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The boxer when he ends up in New York, which is actually Toronto, in the in the, the <laughs> last part of the movie, um, the boxer sequence is is super great. I think the uh, um, the kill in the dance room where he kills the Asian girl is just like very matter of fact and brutal. There's nothing like really special about it, but the way he just slams her to the ground is just like so like impactful. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to that, and the, then there's that weird like neon foggy sequence in the bathroom where he sees himself coming out of the bathroom mirror and stuff. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot to that movie that makes me really appreciate it. And I think that what most people don't like about that movie or the thing that they complain about is that it's called Jason takes Manhattan and he's not in Manhattan until the last like 20 minutes of the movie or the last 15 minutes of the movie or something. Right. And he just ends up sort of lumbering around. And I don't really care about that because, you know, if if they had just named the movie, you know, Friday the 13th Part 8 Killer Cruise or something, I don't mm-hmm. think people would care, right? So I, that doesn't bother me so much. So, yeah, 8 is kind of my favorite of, of the franchise. Um, number 2 would be probably Part 5, A New Beginning. Really? That one is a really interesting one. It's it's directed by the guy who made this really really sleazy uh, like uh, revenge movie, like girl revenge movie, starring Linda Blair called Savage Streets. 
And uh, he brings a lot of that sort of you know, uh, late seventies, early eighties exploitation flair to Friday or to, yeah, to the, the Jason movie to Friday the 13th. Um, people don't like that one because Jason's not really in it. It's this mm-hmm. other guy named, well, they Roy. didn't really know what to do after like, it's essentially this, everything kind of came to an end after four. Right. They yeah. Four. To... Yeah. Four is even called the final chapter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that, that would probably, uh, be my second favorite is part five. Then number three, probably part four. I love the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it, oh, wait, hold on though. Hold on. Maybe before f- part four, I would have to say part six. Okay. Cause six is definitely my favorite. Jason lives. Yeah. J- Jason lives is probably the first time that I think they really understood what people wanted out of a Jason movie. And that mm-hmm. was Jason being just ridiculously brutal. And uh, like that's, that's the birth of rage demon Jason, right? Like yeah. That's, that's the only way you can describe what he becomes over the course of that series is he just turns into a rage demon where by part eight, he's just like wet and covered in seaweed. And his skin is just like this gray, purple, lumpy mess. And he's just breathing. I mean, it's, yeah, he, he, he's a very different character. Exposed ribs and stuff. He's kind of a zombie pro wrestler. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of ways you could describe him. So, but, but that movie has like the, the excellent man behind the mask alice cooper song yes yes it does yeah. he's back the man behind the mask yeah um and he's out of control um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah after part six then probably part four uh final chapter is really great um after that probably part two mm-hmm. part two is um has one of the more brutal matter of fact kills in the series for me, and that's the first kill, Alice yeah. in the house with the the ice pick to the head. It's just right. like so. It's like in her eye, right? It's in her temple. It's in her oh, temple. Oh, right, she's in looking the side, in, yeah. Yeah, it's, she's and, looking in the fridge, and he comes up and just slides it in. It's I, you awful. know, and I hate it when I I hate it when movies do that. I hate it when they kill off the main character from the the yeah. previous movie like immediately at the beginning. Yeah, you know what movie did that? that? Iron Eagle Two did that. Like oh. immediately killed off like the. The main character from the first one. Yeah. You know what else? What other movie did that? What's that? Uh, Ewoks, The Battle of Endor. <laughs> they killed the brother character, Mace, who may or may not have been the inspiration for Mace Windu's name. Wait, who who got killed at the beginning of Iron Eagle 2? Louis Gossett Jr. No, or the, 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 other the, the other guy? The, wow. The kid. <laughs> the kid with so the So that would t-shirt. be like having like a Top Gun 2 and then Maverick dies in like the first scene. Exactly. That's, I mean, that, that, that yeah. would it'd be exactly what it is. All right. So after part two, I'm going to put part seven in there, Jason versus Carrie, basically. Yeah. I think that's kind of it, cool. it was That was a cool like play on it, I yeah. think. And that's something I wish that they had kind of gone a little bit further with. Yeah. Uh, it's fun and interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, part three is probably the next one on the list. It's boilerplate Jason. It's the first time you see him in the hockey mask, uh, but it's not. You know, it doesn't stand out in any particular. I have watched it in Anaglyph 3D, which uh, gave me a terrible headache. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like all the 3D elements are just like, here's a harpoon flying at the camera. Right. It's just like things just flying out at you really quick. Yes. Yep. Yeah. A lot of stuff like that. Um, and then my least favorite of the original eight is the original. I, I think that's the worst one. Really? Yep. I mean. Uh, you know, like I, I, the first one is interesting because you know, like it's not what people think of. I think. No, they... I, 
I think it it borrows far too much from Psycho. Uh, it bar- mm. I mean, you know, the the Manfredini score bars a ton bars a ton from the music of Psycho. I think that the reverse reveal of it actually being Jason's mother at the end is kind of like you know a reverse on the Psycho thing. Um, yeah, I, I think that it owes more to Psycho than people actually give it credit for, and it's also just kind of really languidly paced and there are a couple of good kills in it. You know, it's fun seeing Kevin Bacon and, you know, the, the Savini, uh, you know, arrow through the neck is an all timer. Um, right. that's fun. Um, other than that, I, you know, I just don't think that there's, it, it led to things that were much more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, de- it deserves its respect and it has its place. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think of those movies, it's kind of the least interesting one to me. It's, was there was there a, a one of those movies that came out in like maybe like eighty eight ish? That would probably be Manhattan takes Manhattan in eighty eight. I think so. No, oh, don't 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 look it up. You oh, can't. oh, can't look it up. No, okay. not a lot to look stuff up. It just the only thing I, I think I've only ever Man- seen Manhattan like two of those movies, but actually, but well, maybe I don't know. So then maybe I saw seven or something. But it was like the first R rated movie I ever saw in the movie theater was uh was a friday the 13th really movie. and i saw it, it was it was just me and my friend like we, we didn't even have do you remember anything about a, it adult uh no actually <laughs> i don't sorry did it have a um, psychic girl in it fighting jason i i really don't remember does he come up from that. the bottom of a lake from being chained to the bottom of a lake <laughs> i think so that's part seven yeah okay I, n- I never saw it the only that sounds familiar friday the 13th movie i ever saw in the theater was uh, Freddy versus Jason. I didn't see any of the other ones in the theater. Wow. I mean, I only went and saw that. It was my friend was like, "Hey, let's go see this movie." And I was like, "Oh, it's rated R. We're not allowed." So, it's like, "Ah, it will be fine." So you just and like we went just and went saw it and like and yeah, like we didn't have like a you didn't adult, have to have an adult buy the tickets. Like, it's okay? like no, we just like the two of us walked up to the box office and we're just like two for Friday the Thirteenth, and they were like, "Okay, here you go." Really? I mean, I yeah. I'd always have to like go with like I had a parent take me and I think the the first time I remember seeing an R rated movie when I wasn't old enough without any parent parental surf, supervision is uh is Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes right nice. and Sandra yeah. Bullock and it, and we weren't even allowed to see it and luckily one of my brother's friends was at the mall when we were there so we uh, he went with us and he was over eighteen yeah. Corey, I mentioned that that they found one of the the uh, props, the prop naked Stallone from being frozen, the frozen Stallone model from Demolition Man. They found it in some warehouse. It's a it's a thing of horrors. You yeah, really should. Face is like is it like is it scary like the old Ninja Turtle costumes? Kind of. It hasn't deteriorated quite as much, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's an interesting thing to put your eyes on. <laughs> It's interesting that you came up with a question of ranking movies because I have I'm not going to do it today, but or, or say what it is. But on my one of the questions on my list is like take this whole movie franchise and rank them from and, best to worst. And rank the movies. You know what's kind of cool though, because we didn't you know talk about this or think even I didn't even think about it. But you know if you look at you know what where we like, you know today it's the beginning of October, and if you think about the spacing of when. Like this episode is probably going to come out. I think we just kind of 
unintentionally made an official Halloween episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Between the between the cysts and the spiders and the Friday the 13th, you know? Major surgeries, bones breaking, and butts. Yeah. <laughs> lots, lots, yeah. Of, lots of horror. Oh, the horror. Horror. <laughs> uh, Friday the 13th movies, though. Six definitely my favorite. Mm. Three is probably my second favorite. And the rest of them I can kind of take them or leave them. Did, did, did you like, Dustin, did you like Freddy vs. Jason? Or did you I like... Did. did you like... Uh, oh, I love it. I love Freddy vs. Jason. I think it's yeah, great. Yeah, and it, like, it's kind of amazing that it even came like came to happen i know but, yeah. but also like that it was as good as it as it ended up being like yeah. there's just like so much fun stuff in it i love jason x as well uh, my my other big uh friday the 13th hot take is that i i think the um the remake is better than the original and oh i didn't even see that is I that the that. is that platinum dunes yeah it is that's 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 michael bay's company right yeah. And it looks like we're, we might actually get another Friday the 13th movie soon because I guess they've, they finally figured out that legal oh. junk. That are they going to reboot again or are they going to continue on from the other I one? don't know. They haven't said, but um, I think the path is now clear for another movie to go into production. So Do you feel like fun. it can work? I mean, I know. Oh, yeah. Somebody like can a, do something with it, yeah. Wasn't there just like another Evil Dead movie? It was like another reboot? Oh, uh, oh there was a, well, not I don't know about a second reboot. But I, I think there's like another one that's coming out like sometime this year. Like it's I already think, done. I, I think it's a soft reboot. So I think it, it's maybe in the original continuity. It's called Evil Dead Rise. And um, yeah, it's they're working on it right now. But I think that's it's in the original continuity. Is it going to take into a, account the events of like Ash versus the Evil Dead? Stuff? I would assume it would unless it's unless it takes place before that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a new director. It's not Raimi. Raimi's producing, but um, yeah. we've got a new director. I can't remember who it is. Either of you guys ever seen uh, Human Centipede? Yeah, all of them. I've never seen them. <laughs> Wait, there's more than there's one? There's like three, three of them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I've never seen any of them, but uh, I can't believe this show is even still on. I didn't know it was still on, but like I used to watch uh, Tosh.0 oh, yeah. like when it first started. And like, it was funny. He did this thing. He, had, he ended up having to post the clip on the internet because it was so long. But like he basically explained the whole plot of human centipede and it took him like 45 minutes like you at some point like you might as well just watch the movie yeah how does that even i would just how do you even but just because of his delivery minutes. and whatnot it was just because he just went in just excruciating detail like everything everything that happened well it seemed like the second one was like even worse isn't that the that's that's one where the woman gives birth right yeah well she's like what? driving and the is it like the same guy, like turning no, people into centipedes, or like, but, but it's the same director? So it's just like yeah, he, Tom Six. No, no, no. Is the but guy. I'm saying it. I I don't remember how Human Centipede ends. So I don't remember if the I'm guy. I remember. You know, I think in the second not, one, like the the villain from the first movie's in it, but like I think he's like pulling the strings, or he's like he's sort of in the background, and it's a new guy that's doing the the stuff. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. At some I point, when they came movies out, just I was like these are not good. Went off the deep end for me, so. And that's like the guy's claim to fame now, right? Like that he does. Has he done anything else since those? I don't know. I don't follow Tom Six. <laughs> yeah, they're just like so vile that you know people always remember probably seeing them. Like the very idea yeah. of it, and the the fact that they made three of them. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not much for the the shock cinema stuff. Like I love horror. I watch a lot of horror, and I'll watch like the the shocky the shocking movies, the ones that you shouldn't watch. You know the 
martyrs and the Serbian films and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, that at, at the end of the day, they more often than not are just not good movies and not mm-hmm. worth talking about outside of, wow, wasn't it messed up when that thing that happened in the movie that everyone talked about happened? <laughs> you know, yeah. There's one thing that you can talk about typically and then that's it. I don't know that there's, there's not a lot of value in that to me. Yeah. Don't you think that like the sequel to Human Centipede should have been called Human Millipede? <laughs> like I feel like they missed an obvious one there. You've got a future in PR, my man. Uh, <laughs> you gotta come up with those titles. And... But but watching a lot of those, I mean, doesn't that make you feel like? I mean, if, has there any that you, that are that are shocking that you have uh, you felt like wow that was really messed up and um. The most affecting, the most affecting stuff is not just stuff that shock for shock's sake, but stuff that I'm actually invested in, and then something happens, and I'm like, it doesn't even have to be that shocking um, for it to be, you know, effective if I'm invested in the characters in the story. Uh, but I would say that probably the most, the scariest movie that for me, or the best movie that I've seen that delves into that kind of like extreme, you know, grand guignol or whatever you want to call it type. Uh, um, visual uh, is Antichrist, the the Lars von Trier, Trier film. Have you guys seen that? It's, I, I know of it. But yeah, it's um. There's some pretty extreme stuff in the last bit of that movie. It's a it's a real weird one, but uh, it's uh it's good if you're familiar with von Trier's movies at all. Like obviously he's a you know he's a provocateur and he wants to upset and you know provoke his audience. But yeah, I think that. He is also a really good filmmaker and he knows what he's doing. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, Antichrist I think is probably the one of those movies that sort of gets grouped with that other stuff that I think is actually um, worth uh, worth the time. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't. I don't, I don't plan. Did Lars from True? Did he do? Uh, what was that two parter one? Yeah, Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, who's that? Charlotte Charlotte Gainsborough is the lead in that, and but there's a bunch of people in it. It's sort of like her life as a yeah. as the titular nymphomaniac, and you know all of her adventures and whatnot. There's a bunch of people in it. Shia LaBeouf's in it. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about him earlier. We we're talking about him and like having the ability to. I mean, he is very self deprecating, and that lets him get away with like certain things. Yeah. Like, like if he gets like in trouble, like he gets like uh, criticized for something, like saying or doing something horrible, and he's just like, "You're right," you know, just like admitting it. Yeah, yeah, immediately, and he'll like his his go to move. He's gotten out of like several things this way, where he's just like, "I'm a garbage person. I'm a I'm the I'm a terrible human being, and I'm just trying to be better every single day." And I'm I'm not worth the filth on your shoes and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know? See, I think that's just like a manipulation tactic, exactly. though, because I do that. <laughs> I do that to people. Like if somebody like you know complains that I did something that's like really super minor, yeah. you know, yeah. like I always just come back with just like yeah, you know, my my tag phrase for that is yeah, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> because it's just like then the other person feels like that they have to back. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, it sounds to me like that's just what he's doing. Yeah, you know? and, and it definitely is, and it's it's working for him. You know, he's he managed to turn that that whole situation with um, what's the name of the the Olivia Wilde uh, coming out? Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he turned that whole situation 
around. Um, and you know, not that she's not at fault for her, her part in that, but he, he pulled out the same old thing, uh, where he was just like, that's right. You know, I'm a, I'm a broken spirit and I'm trying to mend it every day. There's always like an element of woo, like a little bit of like this sort of like artsy fartsy spirituality or something to, to the stuff he says. He's like, that's right. I'm, my soul is broken and tattered, but I'm mending it with the threads of patience. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's working though, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. But it is absolutely manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's 90 minutes. That's so. That's 90 minutes. We did it. Put a pin in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, once again, that was episode three of it's kind of here's my know, question I, for like you I, I sort of regret what? like doing the episode zero because now we're always gonna it's really? gonna be what like this is episode three but it's technically always gonna be it's the fourth episode that we're releasing and it's gonna like really mess with mess with me in the long run probably i think you know the more episodes we do the less we're gonna care like this is right now it's a problem because it's like only the th- third slash fourth episode yeah but when it's like when we have like 30 or 40 of them you're not gonna it's it not no longer matter matters. Anymore, you know, and I mean, as of us recording this, like we still haven't even released the show yet. Right. So I think it right, right now, I think it feels like a bigger deal than it's going to end up being. Yeah. And but, I, I noticed you doing like an episode thing, like on your, you released that Tandy video and it's like, episode yes, that, like, that nobody like 75 watched. or something. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's going to have legs. I promise it'll have I don't, legs. no, I don't think so. I think I'm getting pretty, uh, Pretty hosed by the YouTube algorithm on that one, but um, what are you gonna do? Don't you know? I uh, I still Here, think it's here's good the things. Here's the thing. No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, no. I, I'm not. I don't uh, regret. The thing is, like, it's still. It's more views than I would have gotten. Yes. If I yeah. But. And I bet you all the. It's still. I bet you, it's still aggra- It's still aggravating I, because I got people telling me like, "Oh yeah, I'm subscribed to your show, and it didn't. YouTube didn't show it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just." It's just annoying, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. I think that I bet you all the comments on it have been like positive and happy. Oh, about yeah, it. for sure. For sure. And, and it, you know, I was telling my wife that yesterday. It's like, it's cool. Like some of the people that have commented, you know, that don't normally watch my show, but like people that I know who they are, like, oh, that guy's like a big name in the retro computing yeah. community, you know, or like I, I showed off like, you know, this guy ported Commander Keen 4 to the Tandy 1000 and I, I showed the game and I discredited him. I said, Hey, it was this guy. Frankel did this game. And then like Frankel ended up seeing my video and leaving a comment. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. That's you super know? cool. So, so yeah. Dustin's in this uh, weird position where he has this one video on his channel that has nothing to do with anything else. And he has millions of views. Yeah. It got me a ton of subs like, and, and made me a, a bit of money, <laughs> you know, when it was, yeah. when it got caught up in the algorithm, um, and yeah, like none of my other, the content that I actually produce that I care about, you know, doesn't get that many views at all. Um, it has, none of that stuff has caught on yet. I, I have a few, uh, people that watch my stuff consistently that I don't know personally that, you know, will comment on all my videos and that's, you know, it's nice to have that starting out and I will remember them when and if YouTube, you know, decides to plug me into the, you know, to the algorithm and, mm-hmm. and make it work for me. Yeah. But you know, um, yeah, the video is this little uh, clip from an interview I did when I worked at a TV station 
uh, we were on a golf course that's like right next to a, a nuclear power plant. And as I'm starting the interview, it's time for the, you know, the monthly power plant uh, siren test, right? Oh, no. And the siren goes off and, and, you know, instead of like stopping the interview, I'm just like, I'm just going to record this. Tell me what's going on here. And the guy I was talking to was just like, oh, well, that's Sequoia Power Plant over there. And it's the first Wednesday of the month at noon. Yep, it is. If you hear that and it's not the first Wednesday of the month at noon, it's time to get out of Dodge. You got to go, right? Oh, no. And it, yeah. <laughs> and it's a real short clip. It's like 60 seconds or something, less than 60 seconds. And it got you know, sucked up into the algorithm and all these people started watching it and commenting on it. And you had these, this whole subset of people that I guess are into sirens. <laughs> so, oh yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing on YouTube. Yeah. yeah so, and these people were, air raid sirens and tornado yeah, sirens and commenting yeah. on there, arguing about what kind of siren it is. It's like, Oh, that's a good old, you know, F six forty seven or, you know? yep. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that, that got me like, you know, 2000, 2,500 subs or something, um, yeah, and that's that cool. none of that translated into actual viewership for my normal stuff because, of course, it doesn't. Yeah, uh, but it happens. It right. got me. It well, got me so monetized, since, and that's okay. So I'm yes. okay with that. Well, since we're wrapping up the show and talking about your show, uh, why don't you why don't you do me a favor and plug your show one oh, more time? Yeah, sure. Um, so again, my the name of my channel is just my name, Dustin Kramer, uh, Kramer with a K. Uh, but the name of ask. the show is uh, From Camera to Console. And I just released a new episode. Hope, hopefully by the time this comes out, I'll have another video out, but no promises because I'm real bad at, at that. Um, but the, la the as of right now, the last episode I just released last week is about um, Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill slaps and beans. And I played the Switch version. It's based on the basically the career of these two Italian uh, comedian slash actors that made spaghetti westerns and adventure movies and things like that. And I sort of go into the history of the spaghetti western and the history of the double act, you know, as a concept like Laurel and Hardy and Abbott and Costello and stuff. Uh, and then I delve into the game later on and yeah, it's a, it's a good time. So, wow, that please, sounds like a cool, check a cool video out. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, that was episode three of here's my question for you. And, uh, apologies for, I'll try to put a, tr a trigger warning or something in the, uh, in the show. <laughs> I, I should uh, be the one to apologize. I'm sorry for the, the grossness of, yeah, sorry, I'm really sorry that I, the, I had a really system on top of my, my, on my, on my tailbone. Well, let's not, yeah, let's not get back into that. Uh, <laughs> for the record, mine was not the one that was filled with hair and teeth. Okay. Yes. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even get to see it. He didn't even show me afterwards. Well, there's probably like a HIPAA, you know, HIPAA uh, things at play there, you know, like you can't, you can't just take a picture of someone's hairy toothy cyst without their permission. So, <laughs> all right, well, that is going to do it for this episode. So once again, thanks for listening slash watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Later.